Do you want to make a difference in the world? And see the lives of the people of India and all internationals transformed with the gospel? As India goes, all Asia will go with Living the Dream podcast provides tools for you to pray, give, and go as you become an active participant in the Great Commission and help your church's demographic represent the demographic of your community. Get ready to find your strategy for reaching your community and changing the world here at Living the Dream podcast with your host, Pastor Kevin. Hello, this is Pastor Kevin. It's August the 25th, 2020, and you're listening to episode 45 of Living the Dream podcast. I can hardly believe it's already episode 45. I want to extend a heartfelt thank you to everyone in the audience for the Living the Dream podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. I'd love for you to join me each and every week as we continue to build out this revolution of reaching the foreign-born internationals living in our community with the gospel and partnering with them to fulfill the Great Commission. So thank you for listening, subscribing, and if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please go over and leave the highest review possible there that would honor us so much. Our listeners are coming from the USA, India, Spain, Iran, Germany, Finland, South Africa, Canada, Philippines, Australia. I welcome each and every one of you. And there's other countries that I still haven't listed. And if you're listening to Living the Dream podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. My personal email is kevin at globalhopeindia.org. Tell me where you're listening from. Introduce yourself. I'd love to know any thoughts or suggestions you might have for the show. So let's dive in to this episode. Last week, we actually looked at how internationals live sent. God has shown me the reason internationals live sent. Today, I'm going to discuss how internationals live sent because internationals are foreigners. And it's a principle every one of us need to understand and to appreciate. And on today's show, we're going to begin to take a look at how God calls us to welcome the foreigners, to live as foreigners, even how Jesus was a foreigner, and we'll see how foreigners live sent. To begin with, I want to share with you another story of a foreign-born international who came to the USA and returned to their homeland as an ambassador for the gospel. In episode 24, I interviewed my friend, Pastor Jeff Jones, who told us a story about his friend. Let's listen in. Well, I'm fortunate when I went to college that I became friends with a fellow by the name of Hemet Patel. Okay. Hemet Patel is is our missionary, too, and um, we are both from Faith Church in Goldsboro. We were both Mm. saved there. Mm -hmm. He was in the military. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, this is the most unreal story. For eight years, he served for uh, in the Air Force, U.S. Air Force, mm-hmm. but never became a citizen. Uh, that's mm. that's the most ironic thing. He tried. He twice tried to be a citizen. Okay, and it fell through. Something mm-hmm. happened that it didn't. We see that now as the hand of God. Mm-hmm. And let me explain why. He gets saved. It's Easter Sunday at mm-hmm. the church. I I was there when he trusted Christ, mm-hmm. which um 
you know, to see a man that's an Indian come forward, mm-hmm. you know, get, 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 we get anyone's attention. He, um, he really gets serious about the things of God. He goes to college a year behind me. We're in college together and, and God just knits our hearts together. Mm. We, we become the closest mm-hmm. of friends. Matter of fact, him, it is in my inner circle of friends today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, I, we have that kind of relationship mm-hmm. and he's in India right now, but there is nothing to get an email or a call mm-hmm. and we talk on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Well, He's over there, and I'm thinking to myself, I'd never, I'm nervous, but I mean, India's a long way away. Mm-hmm. You know that. You've been mm-hmm. on quite, but I'm thinking he can live there. Mm-hmm. And he was as, I mean, even though he's from India, mm-hmm. he came to America when he was 12. He's as American as you and I, just mm-hmm. not a citizen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a miracle in itself because he tries and mm-hmm. doesn't become. Well, then he answers a call to preach. Mm. And guess where he goes back to? Mm-hmm. He can go do what you and I can't mm-hmm. do. He can establish a church From in India. From absent to ambassador. That's it. Yeah. And so he's over there. God's intervened and mm-hmm. he doesn't become a citizen. So he has the right to preach. And mm-hmm. without limits, he goes to the probably the 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 hardest area as far as mm-hmm. persecution is concerned that mm-hmm. area that state where agra is in mm-hmm. uh, is, is that and mm-hmm. i think the voice of the martyrs list is as uh, the fifth most uh, persecuted location in the world yeah and but he's free mm-hmm. he can do it mm-hmm. and he's a patel which mm-hmm. is a, a higher caste yes. so he he really is in a good standing there mm-hmm. and he builds a new testament church that i believe would rival Good churches in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just he did it the only way he knew. He, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and so I start going every other year, and I've been doing it now for twenty years. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll go and I'll preach, and uh, we'll hold re- revivals, crusades there. Mm-hmm. I'll preach to a host of. I had I had over six Muslims come hear me last time I was there. Mm-hmm. It's so different there than it is here to witness to a Muslim mm-hmm. yeah. because they view us like cousins, where mm-hmm. there's more. Uh, animosity toward mm-hmm. toward the Christian faith in America. I don't. I know you probably mm-hmm. picked up on that well, mm-hmm. but um, as well. Uh, but I've just I love it now. I have friends there. I'm Facebook friends with so mm-hmm. many Indians. If you're uh, if you see it, I talk regularly to several that are on staff there now. I've kind of been a, a mentor and a trainer to them, and um, I just have a great relationship with mm-hmm. that church and with the people there. I'm excited for you to hear Jeff's story again. If you did not catch the entire episode, please go back and listen to episode 24 featuring my friend, Pastor Jeff Jones. But here is another story of God bringing a foreign-born international to the USA, allowing them to be exposed to the gospel, receive the gospel, transformed by the gospel, and he becomes an ambassador for the gospel. And he feels convicted that as a Indian native, he should go back and provide the gospel, share the gospel, be a witness for the gospel to his home people. And so he leaves the USA and returns to India and has been an incredible church planner for decades now. And not only has he built churches in India, but he has raised up church planners that have gone around the world to plant churches. And it's just more evidence that if we will be faithful in providing the gospel to the entire community, again, the heart is not to bypass Americans with the gospel and take it directly to the foreign-born internationals around us. The The message of Living the Dream podcast is make sure that we are taking the gospel to the whole community and helping us feel confident about 
building bridges with the international community. Today, we're going to dive into the reality that internationals live sent because they are foreigners. And there's four reasons. I gave it to you at the top of the show, but the first one is we are we are called to welcome the foreigners. The second one is we are called to live as foreigners. The third is Jesus himself was a foreigner. And the fourth is foreigners live sent. Today, we're going to dive into the call to welcome the foreigners. And we see this in the beginning of scripture in the book of Genesis. As early as chapter 23, we see Abraham in a sad situation of needing to bury Sarah. And he goes to the locals and he says in verse four, I am a stranger and an alien residing among you. Give me property among you for a burying place so that I may bury my dead out of my sight. He was granted a place to bury Sarah, but we see the compassion of God to lead the locals to have mercy and compassion upon Abraham in that situation. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 19, you shall also love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. There God is reminding the Israelites, his people, that they have been strangers. They are to love the strangers, those who are foreigners. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 34, it reads, The alien who resides with you shall be to you as the citizen among you. You shall love the alien as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Throughout scripture, based upon the translation that you use, you're going to find this group of people identified as strangers, as alien, as foreigners. And those are identifications of the people who are not born in the local area. It's not Martians. We're not talking about extraterrestrial beings. We're talking about humans that were not born in the local area. And God is making it very clear that we are to love them, that we are to serve them, that we are to do everything that we can to welcome them. We see in the New International Version of Leviticus 19, verse 34 reads, the foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. In the New Living Translation, Leviticus 19, verse 34 says, Treat them like native-born Israelites and love them as you love yourself. Remember that you were once foreigners living in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. This can be a driving principle all throughout scripture and all throughout history where God comes to his people and says, don't forget you have been considered a foreigner yourself and you need to love the foreigners. 
and love them as you love yourself. Jesus gave us the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we see this even before Jesus arrived on the scene. Almighty God has given us this standard. And what we understand God identifying is the native born versus the non-native born. And God's saying there should be no difference whether they're born in the local land or whether they're not, they should be considered equal. There, there's no difference for the people of God. Leviticus chapter 27, verse 19, God gives a very harsh warning. It says, cursed is anyone who withholds justice from the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow. Then all the people shall say, amen. And what we see here is God is putting the foreigners in the same list of those who are vulnerable among us, like the orphans and the widows. But throughout human history, foreigners have suffered oppression, just like the widows, just like the orphans. And in Revelation 7, verses 9 through 12, we see how the fulfillment of the Great Commission looks as surrounded the throne are people far more than can be counted from every nation, tribe, and tongue worshiping Jesus together. That's the church in heaven. And that church in heaven should give us a representation of what our church in the U.S. should look like. And for the longest time in history, you would have the white church and the black church and the Spanish church and the Asian church. And God is bringing the various expressions of the body of Christ to be one church, the big C church. And that is what you and I have been placed into is this global church, this multinational church. There's nothing wrong with having the culture of a predominantly white church or predominantly African-American church and so forth, Korean church, you name it, Chinese church. Nothing wrong with, with honoring culture at all, but the gospel is for all. And the invitation to Almighty God is for all. And we don't just bypass the foreigners on our way to church and take the gospel to the people who have been born in the local area and not be sensitive to those that have not been born in the local area. I want to just continue to just share out of God's word what it says related to welcoming the foreigners. And this is a lot of scripture. It needs to be said as a foundation for this concept of why foreigners live sent. It begins with us understanding that God has been mixing nations from the very beginning. And this history of having pockets of where there was a melting pot in various metropolitan areas, urban areas around the globe, is now coming to a place where the entire 
planet Earth is a melting pot of nationalities. If you looked at Flight Tracker 20 years ago, you would see very little travel compared to what you would find 15 years ago. If you would look at a flight tracker in 10 years ago, you would see an explosion of universal travel around the world. And in five years ago, you would see that had increased even further. And before COVID-19, there used to be over 2 million people a day flying somewhere on planet Earth. And now there's less than uh, 25,000 flying anywhere on a given day. But international travel will resume. And what we need to just appreciate is that God and his sovereignty have been bringing people from nations that have very limited to no access to the gospel to the USA where there is access to the gospel for the purpose of them finding Christ, receiving the gospel, and becoming ambassadors for the gospel. And this strategy of changing the world happens as we begin to welcome the foreigner, welcome the stranger, welcome the alien, welcome those that are not born in the local area. First Chronicles chapter 16 verses 19 through 22 reads, when they were few in number of little account and strangers in the land, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. And just as we read earlier, the sharp warning out of Leviticus 27 verse 19, we see here a value that God puts upon the foreigners and saying that he has anointed people. There are prophets in that they have been brought by God with a message. We've had some of them on the show who have come from Nigeria to strengthen the church in the U.S. They are not born in the local area, but they need to be considered with respect and honor because God is at work bringing them here. I'm not saying every single foreign-born international is a prophet, but I am saying that God has raised the standard of honor and respect and welcoming those treating them equal to the people born in the local area. When Job was going through his trial and was defending himself before God, he even spoke about the his treatment of the foreigners and saying, this is my conviction. He said, I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was father to the needy, and I championed the cause of the strangers. I broke the fangs of the unrighteous and made them drop their prey from their teeth. And you just see there how Job was convicted to make sure that he really went out of his way to take care of 
the foreign-born internationals among him. Psalm 146 verse 9 reads, The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. Jeremiah chapter 7 verses 5 through 7 says, For if you truly amend your ways and your doing, if you truly act justly one with another, if you do not oppress the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow, or shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not go after other gods to your own hurt, then I will dwell with you in this place, in the land I gave of old to your ancestors forever and ever. And God is there making a covenant with his people through the prophet Jeremiah. In Ezekiel 47, verse 22, it says, You shall allot it as an inheritance for yourself and for the foreigner who resides among you and have given children among you. They shall be to you as citizens of Israel. With you they shall be allotted an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. And you probably know Old Testament law probably much better than I do, but you can see that the human standard was to take care of family. The land would be inherited by the next of kin. Um, the, the, the father's land would be left to the firstborn son and so forth. And God here is saying through Ezekiel to make sure that you are taking care, that the Israelites are taking care of the foreigners along with family equal to family and even down to the place of saying they are citizens give them land like you do your own family it just speaks of character it speaks of the extent in which god desires for you and i to welcome the foreigners listen to zechariah chapter 7 9 through 10 thus says the lord of hosts Render true judgments, show kindness and mercy to one another. Do not oppress the widow, the orphan, the foreigner, or the poor, and do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. And so there's another list of those vulnerable among us, and the foreigners are one of those. And we need to understand that God desires for us to uphold the foreigner with respect and honor and with kind treatment and to welcome them as we would the locals being born in the local area. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 44, we read, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. And Jesus arrives on the scene and raises the bar. And you and I, as followers of Jesus, have this calling to a grace and to a love 
to model the compassion and the character of Almighty God through our actions. And one of the displays of that is in how we treat the foreigners. Do we acknowledge that they are here? Do we go after them? Do we love them? Do we care for them? Do we receive them as we would our own family? Do we realize that that we have been foreigners just like they are? And can we have compassion upon them in their place of vulnerability in our land? Matthew chapter 25, verse 35 says, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a foreigner and you welcomed me. And we're going to really hit this hard uh, in one of the future episodes. But we see here that even Jesus made himself to be like the foreigner among us. Matthew 25 verse 40, it says, truly, I say to you, as you did it, to the one of the least of these, you've done it unto me. Are we loving the foreigner as we are saying that we are Christ followers and we love Jesus and we we want to honor God and trust in the name of the Lord our God? Are we displaying that in how we take care of those that are not born in the local areas in which we live? Luke chapter 10, verse 27 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And we talked about that earlier. And this is the location in Scripture where Jesus raises the bar and says, You are to love the foreign-born internationals living in your community just like you love yourself. It's got to be equal. There, you can't say, I love myself and my family, and you list the priorities, and then somewhere way down the line, you're going to finally get to, oh, yeah, and of course, I, I love the foreign-born internationals. It's to be side-by-side side as equal. Acts chapter 10, verse 34 We read, then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. We have to understand that there is not a favorite of Almighty God. He does not show partiality. It's not that he has chosen to bless the USA, but yet he has not chosen to bless the 1040 window. In the USA, there's one believer for every one and a half people. In the 1040 window, like in the country of India, there is one believer for every 28,000 people. And the only difference is the place of birth. It's not that one nation has been blessed by God and the other nation has been cursed by God. There's no partiality. It's not that one nation is honoring God and the other nation is not honoring God. There's no partiality there. There can't be partiality in the church. We can't say that if you come into 
the American church, then you can receive the gospel. But if you speak a different language and you don't understand English and you didn't grow up around here and you're not familiar with our culture, then then you're just on your own. There's no partiality with God. We need to understand that God is ready, willing, and able to reach the foreign-born internationals living in our community if we will just make ourselves available. It's not rocket science. Yes, the enemy will do everything he can to distract us and to intimidate us, but it's not rocket science. It is simply relationships just like we have with everyone else that we've ever influenced for the gospel, for the Lord Jesus Christ, it's the very same. They have a name, they have a face, they have a life and a story, and we can either walk by them as if they don't exist and move around as if we don't see them, but they do exist and they matter to God and Jesus sent his son to die for them, just like he sent his son to die for you and to die for me. And that's good news, but they deserve to have the opportunity to know about Jesus, just like you do, just like I do. Everyone ought to have access to the gospel, everyone. And it is 2020. And today there's over 7 billion people alive on planet earth. 4 billion research shows has access to the gospel, like the 312 million people living in the USA. But unfortunately, 3 billion still have limited to no access to the gospel. And you and I have a call of God to go ye therefore. And we are restricted on international travel at this very moment. But there are plenty of opportunities to go ye therefore across the cul-de-sac, across the office, across the market, and simply begin relationships, friendships for the sake of the gospel, and realizing the only difference that God has given for you and for them is you were born in the local area and they were not, but they are to be treated the same. They are to be welcomed, and there's nothing more welcoming than for you and I to treat them as if they exist, as if they are human get to know their name, get to know their face, have conversations with them, express your faith openly with them. Many who are considered far from God still have a culture of prayer. And we have talked about this on the show, and we will continue to talk about how to actually build bridges of opportunity for the gospel with the foreign-born internationals. And in no way, shape, or form am I saying we need to grab a Bible and start throwing it at them. We need to go and care. If you're hearing anything in my heart today and through the scripture that is being shared, it is simply that we need to become a friend of trust with them. You'll be amazed at what God will do for the gospel if we will just let them know how much we care about them. You are no different. They are no different than you. You don't 
care how much people know until you know how much they care. And it's the same with our friends from abroad, the foreign-born internationals living among us. They don't care how much we know about God until they know how much we care about them. And in doing that, we will be much closer in representing the Jesus that we are following. Listen to these final scriptures in Romans chapter 12, verse 13. It says, contribute to the needs of the saint. Extend hospitality to foreigners. Romans 13, verse 8. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Romans 13, verse 10. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Colossians 3, verse 11. In that renewal, there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Sicilian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. And then Hebrews 13, verses 1 through 3. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Wow, if there's ever a promise that you and I ought to hope for is that we would have the opportunity to entertain angels. Wouldn't that be an incredible honor and blessing? And it says here, show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. Those who have been tortured as though you yourselves have been tortured. In 3 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the friends, even though they are strangers to you. They have testified to your love before the church. You do well to send them on in a manner worthy of God. And here we have God's strategy for fulfilling the Great Commission, that the day will come. You need to catch this vision of you laying your hands on a foreign-born international that has now followed Christ, trusted Jesus for salvation, and the day will come when you will lay your hand on them and pray as they return to their homeland as an ambassador of the gospel. Send them on in a worthy manner of God. For they began their journey for the sake of Christ, accepting no support from non-believers. Therefore, we ought to support such people so that they may become co-workers with the truth. And we need to understand God's strategy that foreign-born internationals who are absent to the gospel will come to the U.S., receive the gospel, and will become an ambassador for the, for the gospel and give you and I the privilege of partnering with them to fulfill the Great Commission. And then finally, Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, And I heard a loud voice with the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. 
they will be his people and God himself will be with them. So this has been a lot of scripture, but it's setting a foundation for you and I. This is a message that I haven't heard in decades. Maybe you've heard it many times, but it's missing in the body of Christ that you and I have an opportunity to welcome foreigners as God is crisscrossing the world and bringing nations together here in in the USA and in other places around the world. And so next week, we are going to look at the calling of God that we live as foreigners. I invite you back next week as we continue to reach foreign-born internationals with the gospel and partner with them in the Great Commission. I love you. I praise God for you. God bless you in your outreach of the gospel this week. And I'll see you again right here next week. Check out Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity. Given the choice, every one of us wants to be more generous, but fear holds us back. Audacious generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Gone are the days of feeling pressured to be the giver. Instead, audacious generosity will empower you for limitless giving as God gives through you. See what happens when we open our hands to God and commit in advance to use what he puts in our hands to fulfill his mission. Check out audaciousgenerosity.com and reserve your copy today. That's audaciousgenerosity.com. We want to give some local love to our friend David Tran from Raleigh, North Carolina. As a marketing guru, David is the CMO at Classical Conversations, in addition to being the owner of Forerunner Media. He has also been involved with strategic development with the Summit Church and the YMCA. To say that he and his wife are generously involved in the community is an understatement. We recognize David Tran for his witness for Christ and lifestyle of generosity. Thank you for listening to the Living the Dream podcast, empowering and equipping church staff with an identifiable and measurable strategy for reaching internationals and changing the world. You can help us live the dream by liking, commenting, subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find more resources to empower and equip your church staff at globalhopeindia.org resources. That's globalhopeindia.org resources.